Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Dungeon Seed. It is episode three healers as well as kind of secondary healers. But first, we're going to uh, have a little shout out to our sponsors. First is the Mouse Merch Box. It is a Disney subscription box. Um, it is filled with Disney apparel, merchandise, um, all of that fun stuff. Between $120 to $150 worth of merchandise every box. It is $70 for a one-time box or $60 if you subscribe. And there is a coupon code um, on the side of the screen, as you can see. Um, next is the Great Adventure Supply Company. They have a lot of 80s and 90s pop culture themed Disney apparel as well. Um, their coupon code is also to the right. And right? Yes. Um, and I want most of what they're selling. Uh, so those are our sponsors. Go check them out. Um, the links are going to be either below me or in the info tab if you're watching on a mobile device. And the coupon codes again are to the right. They'll be there the whole show. So go check them out. And yeah, that's our sponsors. Um, also, check out our friends um, on Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Uh, the link is going to be in the info tab as well for them. Uh, one of their most recent episodes was featuring Danny Tamborelli from Pete and Pete and the Mighty Ducks. Uh, so again, kind of character and you're looking to try something new. Uh, the next few weeks we're going to be discussing the different classes in D&D &D and kind of what their roles are. So we're going to get started with healers, um, mostly because that's where I usually tend to end up. Um, so I have the most experience with healing. So it seems like a good place to start. Um, I've known people who try to run parties that without a healer and it usually ends up messy and usually they have to find a way to bring a healer in somehow. Um, so they're kind of necessary. Your main healers. So those are going to be the classes um, where your priority is healing and secondary would be doing damage or um, like buffing other players. And then we have secondary healers who their prime objective is usually dealing damage, um, possibly taking damage if they're also tanking, but they're able to heal if the need arises. So um, first we're gonna discuss main healers. Typically those are going to be your clerics and your bards. Um, so if you want to be you know, primarily keeping your party alive. A, everyone appreciates you. Everyone. We all appreciate you. Um, you're going to be focusing on healing spells. So your, your healing word, your, let's see, if you're a bard, you have a song of rest, that sort of thing. So when you're choosing your spells, um, which healers are 
obviously going to be spellcasters. Um, there's not really, I mean, there's kind of like healing kits and that sort of thing and healing potions, but if you're a true healer, you are a spellcaster. Um, so if we go over clerics and bards, um, clerics, your primary ability is going to be wisdom. Um, so that's typically if you have to make any sort of checks or if someone needs to make saves, a lot of times it's going to be wisdom. Uh, so your primary primary ability is wisdom. Your saving throw proficiencies are going to be wisdom and charisma. So that means if you are making a saving throw, um, then you typically will have advantage on or be able to add a little something extra to your wisdom and charisma throws. Um, bards, your primary ability is charisma, which makes sense because a bard is basically a performer. Um, and, you know, cleric wisdom makes sense as well. And then um, for a bard, your primary uh, saving throw proficiencies are going to be dexterity and charisma. So, what on earth does that mean? So basically, um, whatever your primary ability is, when you're rolling your ability scores, depending on how you do it, um, sometimes you just, you roll the numbers and the DM will say, assign the numbers to the abilities in the order that you rolled. If that's the case, so be it. If you're able to choose what you assign your roles to, then as a bard, you're going to want to assign your highest number to charisma. Um, if you're a cleric, you'll want to assign it to wisdom, just because that's going to give you the biggest boost on your healing spells, or just your spells in general. Um, so clerics and bards um, both heal in slightly different ways. Um, and they both kind of interact with the party in slightly different ways. So my first D&D character was a cleric, and pretty much all I had prepared were healing spells. I didn't really have any damage-dealing spells, which I later learned is actually a bit of a mistake. Um, so as a cleric, I would still suggest choosing mostly healing spells, um, but maybe choose one or two uh, spells or cantrips um, that are able to do damage. I usually suggest finding a cantrip that does damage so you are still able to you know, fight and be useful without using your spell slots for that when they may be needed for healing later. Um, if you play in a party like the parties I've played in, chances are you're going to be pretty busy trying to keep people alive. Um, because I tend to play with people who, when they think, oh, I could heal myself, or I can go attack this thing, they're going to attack this thing, and... Even if they're able to heal themselves, a lot of times it's not their priority. So 
you kind of, as a main healer, you kind of have to be the mom of the group in a sense, where you have to keep track of how everyone else is doing, make sure, you know, no one's passed out in the corner. Um, so, just in general, um, with both clerics and bards, I'd really suggest, you know, focusing on healing. Maybe have a couple attacks in your back pocket, though. Um, another thing that, as a healer, you're typically going to be um, kind of assisting with is buffing the other players in the party. Um, I know um, bards, for sure, have some pretty nice buffs. Um, usually they involve a song. Depending on your DM, they may or may not make you sing a song to give the party whatever buff your character is giving them. Um, just a little bit of role-playing there. So I'd say talk to your DM first if you're going to be playing a bard because they might want you to actually, you know, sing whatever buff or spell you're thrown out there. So you might want to prepare those. Um, although coming up with a, you know, song of rest or something along those lines on the fly is usually pretty entertaining. Um, so just know bards, most of what you do is going to be performance based. So in my opinion, um, if you're looking to play a bard, you're probably going to want to play a very outgoing quirky character and you're probably want going to want to role play it at least a little bit um just because of the nature of bards um they're very showy like to be the center of attention and in general you're going to have a lot more fun with it if you're the same way um and typically like i said you know, you can definitely attack and do some damage. Typically, when I think of a bard, I think of, you know, primary healer, um, buffs the party before going into battles or during battles if necessary. Um, and if somehow everyone's health is staying pretty stable, then you can start throwing some damage. Um, clerics, very similar. Um, Clerics are able to buff a little bit, not quite as much from my experience. Um, but again, primarily there to be the mom of the group, keep track of everyone. Um, but they can definitely do some pretty serious damage as well. So depending on whether you're the only healer in the group or not, uh, with both of these classes, there's some pretty cool you know, uh, attacks, um, you know, attack spells, that sort of thing that you can definitely pick up. But if you're the only healer in the group, you may need to, you know, um, sacrifice some of those really awesome badass attacks for additional healing spells. Um, so that's kind of main healer basically majority of the damage in the group. Um, so next, we have secondary healers. So 
these are going to be classes that um, typically can can potentially be the main healers, but usually are not. Usually they're damage dealers, um, sometimes the tank, um, but they're typically known for doing other things. They're just also pretty good at healing. So these are going to be your druids, your paladins, um, even your rangers, if you know, if, if you need them to, they are able to heal. Um, it's not something that you're necessarily going to see often from a ranger. Whereas, you know, playing a druid, um, I've spent a lot of time where even if I'm not supposed to be the main healer, I basically end up being the main healer. Um, so, like I said, these are classes that could potentially be you know, a main healer. Again, rangers are kind of iffy, but druids or paladins could definitely be a main healer if they so choose. Um, but realistically, I would pair one of these secondary healers with a main healer. So what that does is um, it lets those classes still focus mostly on attacks, whether it be um, melee attacks or spell attacks, um, ranged attacks, basically they can focus more of their spells or feats, that sort of thing, on actually doing damage, but still keep those heals in their back pocket. So kind of the opposite of the cleric or bard. If you have a group that has a main healer and has maybe a druid or a paladin as your secondary healer, um, obviously I would say it makes sense for the two to kind of discuss who's going to have what kind of spells prepared. Um, typically it's one of those if you have, say, a cleric and a druid and they've communicated, hey, this is what I'm going to have prepared, this is what I'm going to have prepared, a lot of times, you know, the cleric can have a few more attack spells because of the druid knows to have some healing spells ready, just in case. Um, so that communication between the different classes that are able to heal makes the game a, a lot more fun because you're not just sitting there healing people and not really, you know, getting into the fight. Um, and B, it helps the party stay alive because there have been times where I've been playing a druid, um, not the main healer, kind of a secondary healer, and the cleric decides, oh, well... There's a druid and a paladin here. I'm sure they they can heal them. So I'm just going to jump in and not worry about anyone's health. And then what happens is the paladin doesn't have anything prepared. Myself as the druid has maybe one or two spells that I can throw out there. That's it. And the cleric blew all their spells, doing a lot of damage. And here we are trying not to die. Um, so Yes, it's possible to play a cleric or a bard without being a healer. 
it's very rare. And I feel like if it's something you're going to do, you should probably communicate to the party that your focus is not healing from the start. Um, this is one of those games where communication is key um, because A, it's hard to tell a story with people if you're not really communicating and B, it's hard to really be a cohesive unit if you're not really communicating. Um, so healing is one of those things where anyone who's going to be healing needs to be able to communicate with one another because if you go into a fight and everyone thinks that someone else is going to take care of it, then chances are no one does and everyone gets very close to dying if not, you know, actually dying. So, um, from years of experience, please, if you are healing or able to heal in any way, discuss with the other party members who are able to heal. Discuss with them and explain to them to what extent you are planning to heal. Um, because even though these are classes that typically are able to heal and oftentimes do heal, that doesn't mean that you're necessarily going into the game planning to heal. There are plenty of different ways to play pretty much every class in D&D. Um, so it's possible you could play any of these classes and not heal at all. Um, but usually these are the classes that well, for starters, these are the classes that are able to heal. And so typically, if you're playing one of these classes, other people in the group expect you to at least have a couple healing spells in your back pocket in case. Um, if you're a cleric who has no intention of doing any healing in a game, make sure you let everyone know hey, like, this is the kind of cleric I am. Healing isn't really a thing that I do much of. Just know that it's a class that's more or less created to be a healer. Um, again, there are plenty of different ways to play such characters. Um, but if you're going in saying, I want to play a cleric or I want to play a bard, um, chances are you fully intend to be the main healer in the group. Um, if you go in playing a druid, paladin, or a ranger, um, it, it could go either way. Um, chances are whoever your main healer is is going to expect you to assist them. Um, but again, that's why communication is important because... If a paladin goes into a game and thinks, okay, well, we have a healer, I'm going to focus on doing as much damage as possible, then they're not really going to be prepared to heal. Um, so my suggestion, again, if you're playing one of those secondary healer rules, always have, at the very least, have one healing spell. Um, if you can 
have more without you know sacrificing your a your attack abilities um, and your general usefulness in battle, then definitely have more. But you know if we have if there's two characters in the party who know a bunch of healing spells and each know one or two attacks, then it starts to get a little bit off balance. Um, you know, you can definitely work with it, but stuff is going to take a little bit longer, and so it's going to slow the game down a little bit. Um, or even, I've seen parties that they kind of tag team who's going to be the healer um, in certain situations. Or, you know, it'll be, hey, I'm going to heal for a while. Okay, I'm going to go back to doing damage. And the other... Uh, class that's able to heal will step in for a little while um, as the main healer and they kind of go back and forth. Uh, something like that is awesome, especially if you know it's characters who just in general work well together and players who work well together. Um, and that way no one feels like they're missing out on all of the excitement of battle um, because I know there have been, like I said, there have been times when I've played the main healer, and that's great, and I usually have one or two, um, spells that, you know, do a decent amount of damage, but it can get a bit boring when you just have, you know, one spell that you're using over and over again while you're you know, waiting for people to need to be healed. Um, so just kind of get a feel for your party. Get a feel for how often they need healing. Um, you know, if they have higher armor classes or higher hit points, they're not going to need healing as often. Um, and then you're also going to want to pay close attention to who specifically it is who tends to need healing more often. If it's just the paladin in your group who, you know, needs healing on a regular basis, you could possibly then look at doing more damage dealing spells, fewer healing spells, make sure the paladin knows that you're planning to do this so they can kind of take care of themselves. Um, that being said, you might, you know, talk to them, say, hey, um, because you're the only one who's really taking a lot of damage, I want to focus on doing damage. And they might say, no, I really don't want to heal myself because that's, you know, fewer buffs that I can cast or, um, you know, fewer spells that they're able to cast that give them a little bit of a boost. Um, if you have a party where no one really communicates about who's preparing what spells, you're going to notice even if you do have, you know, a great primary healer, you're still going to notice that people struggle more to stay alive um, and everything ends up kind of drawn out and a little bit slower. So then the game will start to feel a little bit sluggish. So really the healer is in my opinion, the most important part of the party. Um, I've played a healer both in Dungeons and Dragons and in other games, and at the end of the day, if you're the healer, hey, guess what? 
you're probably going to be the most likely to be alive at the end of the day. Um, not always, but usually if it's between keeping myself alive and keeping someone else alive, I have the power to make that decision, so I'm going to heal myself. Um, so for those secondary healer roles, um, you, more so than with the main healers, you really need to try to find a balance where you're not limiting what your character can do um, as far as, you know, damage or tanking or whatever your primary objective is. So, me as a druid, uh, typically I focus on damage dealing. Um, so, typically more spell casting rather than um, druids can shapeshift. And usually I, instead of shapeshifting, I focus more on casting spells during a fight rather than shapeshifting into, say, a wolf and you know, doing melee attacks. For me, that's what I'm more comfortable with. Um, there are a lot of spells where you can commune with nature and summon animals and talk to animals and all of that fun stuff. Um, and so for me, I focus more on that and rather than focusing on the shape-shifting aspect, I focus a little more on healing instead. Um, you could do it the other way around where you focus primarily on shape-shifting and you have like your, um, your buffs, like your bark skin, that sort of thing. Um, and then rather than having a lot of uh, just damage dealing spells, you could maybe replace some of those with healing spells because you are primarily in a shapeshift form. Um, so that's one of those you really want to think, okay, what's my primary objective? And kind of make healing your secondary. And with a class like that, um, where you can, I don't want to say you can do anything, but you can play different kinds of roles within the game. You really have to decide what am I going to focus on? What am I probably not going to use? Um, kind of same goes for Paladin. Um, you know, a lot of times they will primarily be the tank. Um, I've seen some paladins that they don't really want to be like the tank of the group. They just want to do as much damage as possible. Um, primarily, that, that's going to revol revolve around, you know, who else is in your party. Um, that's one of those roles where you kind of, if you're playing a paladin, a lot of times you kind of have to adapt to the party that you're in. Um, so you may say, hey, I really just want to do all of this damage, but there's not really anyone else with a high armor class and high hit points who can really tank it for you. So at the end of the day, you kind of have to do that. And then you have to choose, hey, do I want to be able to, you know, heal myself or others? Or do I really want to be able to do a lot of damage and have someone else focus on healing? Um... 
and the ranger i i haven't really seen a ranger who ends up being the primary healer usually it's just they have one maybe two healing spells kind of as a last resort they're typically going to be focused on dealing a shit ton of damage um again they can heal i when i go into um you know a new campaign with a new party if there's a ranger in the group i don't ever really expect them to do a ton of healing um but i have yet to play with a ranger who doesn't have any healing spells usually they have one or two um they're kind of the last resort on healing just because they tend to do a shit ton of damage um so usually my experience with rangers is you don't really want to pull them away from that damage dealing unless you have to um so that's that's kind of an overview on you know classes that are known for healing um We'll definitely dig into some of those secondary healing classes a little bit more when we talk about damage dealing and tanking. Um, but that's just the very basics. So um, just a general overview. If you're healing, you're, I don't want to say the most important person in the party, but you're kind of a big deal. Um, you're definitely the mom of the group and typically the party will do whatever it takes to protect you because they know that you're really the only thing between them and death um so even though sometimes healing can get a little bit tedious a little bit boring at the end of the day you're basically the most important person in the party. So even if no one else tells you, just know that as the healer, you're kind of a big deal. So next week, we are going to discuss um, tanks. So the classes that go in there, um, typically melee damage uh, kind of up front in the enemy's face, taking the brunt of the damage. Um, so those are going to be classes that typically have higher hit points um, and a higher armor class because um, they're big and bad and here to throw down. So that will be next week. And then um, the following week, we're going to be discussing um, just general damage dealers. So magic users and um kind of your your other damage dealers who aren't necessarily tanks so think like rogues rangers um magic users so like wizards warlocks sorcerers all that fun stuff um so we're gonna throw all of those in together um since they more or less take on the same role so i will see you guys next week um have